back on the air. Oof, what a long day. Okay. How are your notes? Uh, my notes are coming along. Uh, just give me like maybe another two seconds to pull some stuff up. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, in case you haven't seen already or haven't already known. Uh, welcome back. Uh, we're doing uh, the 12th episode of the BP series, uh, BP12. So um, yeah, I actually have no clue what I'm going to be doing with this, but I'm going to at least... Okay, so yeah. this time it is your turn to provide the topic and my turn to react, right? Okay, so what you got? So I want to take you back... Back mm-hmm. long, 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 mm-hmm. long, long, long yep. time ago. Yep. I, I'm, I'm envisioning this. Okay. Because right. we're going to be talking about the history of anime. Okay. No, not the full history, of course. This is just Fuck. going to be a very, very condensed uh, version of it. So okay. we're, we're, by, by history, I mean we're talking about like contemporary, more modern era of anime. Sure. So we're going back to like the early 60s, right? <laughs> Yeah, early sixties are yeah yeah yeah. So uh, you know, I'm sure you know the name uh, Osamu Tezuka. Who's that? Uh, he's the man who created Astro Boy. Yeah, yeah. So Astro Boy, known as one of the first anime series, came out, uh, and this was at a time as well when the uh, when the manga first came out, um, when it came out of like the post Second World War slump. Uh, Japan was very much in its recovery. Is this and- when Dororo was uh, also written? The, the the novel right I think so around that time, um, but very much like the push for you know the anime industry at the time was very much you know considered like to be from the success that Astro Boy brought along right um, so it then saw like you know a, a larger growth within the anime industry like pre nineteen fifties huge slump a lot of cuts a lot of issues in regards to even doing animation in the first place because well one technology wasn't really a thing back then and also the fact that it wasn't really a focus within you know any industry within japan uh but then after astro boy came out you then saw started seeing uh you know a lot more like, directors authors taking inspiration from tesuka's works and then in the 70s that's when we started seeing a huge growth in manga and then many of which then later became animated as well. So specifically within the 70s, right, we're like all the way during from like the early 1970s through to like early 1980s, we saw the rise of the giant robot genre or specifically mechas. So that's when you start seeing Mazinger Z, the Gundam franchise, Macross, and they became huge classics. Will, does this have anything to do with Sailor Moon, what you're about to say? Well, Sailor Moon comes in like, a little bit later on, actually, because okay. then the early because then you started seeing like going into like the early to the mid eighteen and nineteen eighties. That was when Japan was going through a bubble economy, so a lot of assets and housing prices were fully inflated. There were a lot of new sort of monetary policies that came in from the Japanese government to be able to capitalize on the rising costs of housing and all that. And so, therefore, then you start seeing a lot more sort of like high end, like high budget more experimental kind of animes, particularly on the movie sides. So, like, for example, like, Nausicaa, The Valley of the Wind, uh, Royal Space Force, The Winds of Hanamis, as well as Akira in 1988. Then, in 1992, the bubble burst. Japan's economy slumped, one of the biggest economic crises across Asia, and there's just a lot of, like, shit that just basically needed, like, a reset. Basically, what happened after, like, the Second World War it was kind of similar to what was happening within the anime industry in like the early '90s, and so then a lot of sort of a lot of animations like started like slowly trickling down. I think still in like the early 1990s, that was when like Dragon Ball Z came out. That was when um, Sailor Moon came out as well. But it wasn't until a uh, a little known 
anime series called Neon Genesis Evangelion, produced by Hideki Anno, came out and began the new era of experimental anime. So at that time as well, series like the movies like um, Ghost in the Shell, also the series Cup of Bebop also came out. Never heard of them. Never heard of them, right? Yeah. They're they're not they're terrible, absolutely terrible. Yeah, it's not, not like it's not like I would ever sound from the sounds of it like any of these anime. Yeah, yeah. go on. But then during that era was again another era of experimentation, trying to see if things could work. And luckily with Evangelion, despite like how panning some of the feedback is in terms of how the anime ended, you would you would coin it as the as essentially the the revitalization of the anime industry. So anime Chan was a hippie at the time, and then experimenting, and then mm-hmm. when Cowboy Bebop came out mm-hmm. in 1998, that was when it started getting into the mainstream, reaching into American audiences. Very much how like I think around that time, Cowboy Bebop came out, and I think it was Slam Dunk also came out around that time too. And there was another series that also came out around that. Oh, Initial D. Initial D also came out in the same season as uh, Cowboy Bebop. So what about Four Wheel Drive and Captain Tsubasa? Those were well, Tsubasa was much earlier on. Okay, right, but much like you know, with like what um, Cowboy Bebop was doing with the, with the Americas because of the fact that Adult Swim picked it up. Uh, same way that Initial D also started growing in Asia as well. Mm-hmm. Very very popular. Yeah. Right. Very popular. And then because of the 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 effect that Cowboy Bebop had, that's when we started seeing a lot of like attention within western countries, which then brought in a lot of dubbing as well. So then like Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z, uh especially also then seeing like a new era of Ghibli movies, Spirit of the Way started getting super super popular. Also phenomenal voice cast, English dub. But then I would say that within like the mid like the early to mid two thousands was when we had like a new era of anime to focus on, which was the era of the big three, right? So you had One Piece, and then two three years after that was one uh, Naruto, and then two years after that was Bleach. All right, right. Slowly and surely, then you started seeing more and more adaptations of different genres, different avenues. I think in the mid two thousands, late two thousands. Uh, that's when we started seeing adaptations of light novels and visual novels like Fate Stay Night, uh, Haruhi Suzumiya. Th- those are both done in 2006. Studio Dean, best best version of Fate Stay Night, by the way. Yep. And then like you go into... I'm joking, I'm joking. You go into the early 2010s, right? Okay. Of this, of, of, of like 10 years ago. Okay. Arguably two of the biggest properties at the time. I'm not including FMA, by the way, because FMA did have a chance in 2001, and then it came back in 2009. because right, this was the non-Brotherhood version that you're referring to. Yeah, but then like basically within that decade, right, from 2000 to 2010, was just purely dominated by three properties. One Piece, Naruto, Bleach. What about Dragon Ball Z? That was kind of like this is where like it's it, it it definitely has a place in it, but if we were to just go by like the impact globally. What about Sailor Moon? Uh, again, globally, nothing bigger than Naruto, One Piece, and Bleach. What about Gundam? That was also that was in the eighties. Oh shit, you're right. right? Okay, okay. G- Gundam started out in nineteen seventy nine. Shit. Okay, right? okay, okay. It depends on which one you're talking about. Like Gundam Wing, are you talking about like uh, zero. You're talking about whichever series because there's like, there's like twenty. You're talking to me as if I understand the whole lore of Gundam. The the Hathaway Project one, the 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 Red Witch or whatever it was called, Mercury Witch or the Witch from Mercury yeah. uh, that will debut in October. Yeah. So then we go into the 2010s, right? Didn't we have like two of the biggest hitters that we ever seen, which was Attack on Titan and Sword Art Online. Yeah, right? that checks out in my mind as well. 
slowly but surely throughout that then this, the, the the past decade, we then start seeing a little bit of a blur in terms of what kind of genres or what kind of like anime was really dominating the scene. Right, you had like the teenage of the, the, the teenage like angst of like. Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z, then you had like the Shonen Big Three. Before that, you had the Mechas, and then like the early 2010s, you then had like everything. I mean, that that was the decade that we saw Demon Slayer, we saw Re Zero, we saw um, we saw we saw Full Metal, not Full Alchemist, uh, we saw the the rebirth of no, no, no. we saw Full Metal Alchemist, the live action movie that was terrible, by the way. Um, so within every decade, we start seeing like very like prominent genres from mechas to experimental art house to shonen but i think that within the last five years last six years actually specifically we have seen the rise the proliferation and like becoming a mainstay within the anime industry of one particular genre hold on hold on let me think for a sec it is isekais let's talk about isekais for just a quick second here okay um by the way since we're on the topic of isekais, and since you mentioned Sailor Moon, I feel the need to spend this opportunity right now, this next two minutes, to tell you, did you know that there is a 90s American live-action Sailor Moon pilot? Yeah, I remember. You uh, You had it on the news docket. Yeah. Uh, just so that you know, uh, it was in the 1990s, and Bandai America gave permission from to obtain... From the Library of Congress, this scrapped pilot of Sailor Moon. It is weird as fuck, but there you go. Okay. Also, did you know that... Uh, no, I did not know. Whatever. Code Geass was funded by Pizza Hut. Uh, well, I would have said, yeah, because... They feature Pizza Hut in the series. Yeah, but it's and, also because... and CC also, right? So, yeah, it doesn't... That's not like I'm just throwing so. random packs out, but... okay. More specifically onto the isekai Wait, wait, genre. did you know anime is... Anime. <laughs> animation, stop, but then... Stop, cut. stop it, stop it. <laughs> go on, go on. Yeah. So I actually basically did a little bit of a deep dive in terms of isekais over the last two years. Didn't we do an isekai episode? We, we did. Yeah. But more so like into this sort of kind of bits and pieces, scrambling brain Fun discussion. fact, do you know which episode number it is? Uh, it wasn't in this season. It was. I actually don't have it open, but I can tell you. I think I know which one. Was but it episode thirty-four? I would say twenty-five. Let's oh, double well, check. E- even longer. <laughs> Let's double check right now. Sorry, uh, as you you can pull that up. Yeah. So I I looked into the stats of isekai anime in the past two years. I got it. Oh, 25. so twenty-five. Yeah. Okay, I was very far off then. Um. So I did specifically within the last two years because mm-hmm. I did essentially series from when we started doing the Good Anime Pilot podcast. So, like, that season was winter 2021. Yep. Okay? So that was the season that uh, Jobless Reincarnation debuted. Sure. Second season of ReZero came out. Nice. The second season of Slime Isekai came out. Nice. The first season of uh, Spider Isekai. Nice. And then Log Horizon season three also came out, too. Nice. Uh, I'm just going to keep saying nice, not because they are good anime, but because... I'm committed to the bit of saying nice. Yeah. So that season alone, right? Mm-hmm. That, and that was a very crazy season because at that tw- at that time, this is even before we started doing seasonal bets. There were 59 episodes uh, series in terms of TV series. Wasn't it like 12 or 13 shows or eight pluses? 12. 12 series were 8.00 plus. Half of those were isekais, mm-hmm. right? 
Jabba's Reincarnation Season Re- 1. ReZero. And Slimey Zakai Season Slimey 2. Slimey Zakai, yep. Right? 8.47 for ReZero to Season 2. 8.40, uh, for, 8.47, and then 8.40 for Slimey Zakai Season 2. And then 8.37 for Jabba's Reincarnation. Isakai's that season for Winter 2021 made up 8% of all anime. Okay. That's a decent number it's you know the percentage but like not a huge one right as in like if you were to take every single anime production eight percent of that 59 so like, there are five uh there are five isekai series so five out of 59 just around eight percent got it right then we go into the next season that would that's when we hit Irumakun, slime diaries saints powers of omnipotent combatants will be dispatched killing slimes for 300 years and how not to summon a demon lord season two? I guess Irumakun is yeah because they there, don't have to good, reincarnate; they get transported. There's yeah. going to be some edge cases in here, right? There's no, going to no, be some. but I would say more or less, I can see the logic as to why people would at least think of anime of those that you just mentioned and isekai. I mean, to be fair as well, right? Log Horizon is that really an isekai? I mean, or when it, you get transported, it, right? But technically, it, but it's a video game kind of thing, but right? It's transported, but it's also though. SEO, right? It's transported, right. though, right? But it, 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 I'm saying it yeah. in favor of and, and yes. also, yeah. So, for example, like if you talk about SEO, like people would say that SEO was like when isekai's got really big, but I would dispute that and say that despite that coming out in 2011, really, really big then. I would say five years later, 2016, when ReZero came out, that was when it was like the Isekai boom came out. I think Isekai's first came on my personal radar when I played and watched Dot .hack. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm not saying that like Dot .hack is really good, but that was when the whole concept of Isekai's was... Obviously, there was more. I mean, I think 12 Kingdoms was before that and things yep. like that, right? 2003, I think right. that one came out. So, so, so I'm not trying to say that, like, Dot .hack is the, is the, but, the origin. But very much those were, like, series that I, I, I personally feel came out a little too early of yeah, their time. I, I wouldn't know that there were isekais at the time. Only now, looking back, do I was like, oh, yeah, I can see that. But at the time, I was like, what the fuck is an isekai? It, yep. I, I wish won't even know such a word exists. I mean, it's in the same way when they, we, we did the episode talking about Deno Coil, right? right. Coming out in 2006. I was like, this also came out a little too early of its time right but you know it's it's still very much something that you know is relevant in the current anime zeitgeist right i mean we addressed this in episode 25 of uh, the isekai genre but you don't actually have to die and reincarnate it just means another world yeah so transporting teleportation or whatever is yep. technically the literal legit. word for isekai is yep as you said another world right so back onto the spring 2021 mm-hmm. right so there were yeah, six yeah. series that were Isekais. You're dropping all these stats. I'm loving it. Like, no joke. This is awesome. So, during that season, 52 uh, 52 TV series that premiered. Around 10 series. Actually, 10 series was 8.00 plus. So, it was another good season uh, in terms of, like, really good anime. So, when you say that they're new shows, right? So, non... Non Non-continuing. These these are all, like, if you look at Mal. Right, right. The 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 new. TV anime, new. Okay, not, okay. not not continuing, not OVAs, not ONAs. So ranking a Kings would count only once, for example, because it's two curs. Or 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 like yeah, summertime render exactly. would count. But jobless wouldn't because there's two parts. Right. Just like how Attack on Titan Final would also feature. Right. So yeah. Spike's family in, in this instance would have two, two separate, separate entries. entries. Yeah. Got it, got it. But but in your case, yes, ranking would only have one entry. Got it. Just like how Aoashi and all because they roll roll over. So. Or the most well known Requiem of a Rose King, yes. Yeah. Go on. Okay, so uh, 10 series, 8.00 up, right? Only one of those was an 8.00 up, which was Iruma-kun at an 8.08. 
So, twelve like six series out of fifty two that makes up around twelve percent of all spring twenty twenty one TV anime new. Then we go into summer. Thirty seven series. That remember we talked about this Wait, as well. Oh, because of COVID, that's why there's thirty seven. Well, no, COVID was always around. COVID started. Like no, no, year. but like the impact of it, because thirty seven compared to like. 50 something no is. but we talked about that too we were like wow this summer season looks kind of slim because because that was also the same season that uh realist came out i'm standing on a million lives uh drugstore um the isekai the one. slow farm yeah slow life pharmacy whatever yeah, yeah. uh spirit chronicles yeah. uh villainous black company sukumichi and slime season two came out so only four series had cracked the eight mark on my anime list for that season only one was an isekai, slime. slime season two. Yeah, right. But because of how few anime series had released as new series that season, it ends up being a large proportion. Twenty-two percent of summer TV anime new in 2021 were isekais. Okay, it starts getting a little bit more like flatlined later on, right? Because okay. then in season four, uh, in fall 2021, back to 52 episodes uh, series. So things are back to normal again. Okay, six series, eight and up. But there were only four series that were isekais two of them being sequels so you had restaurant isekai and we also had jobless season two then we had greatest assassin and faraway paladin faraway i thought it was far away faraway far away i don't know will it stars you right so you should oh, yeah. know william yeah um so now it's going back to a little bit more Do you like these little numbers. quips that i put in between all this i fucking hate you um so then we have like um so that it only makes eight percent then winter 2022 Six. Six Isekais. Real Season 2, Arifurata Season 2, Fantasy Bishoujo, Leodel, People of the Wise Man, and Strongest Sage. Strongest Sage, that one being the edge case as well, because there is reincarnation. Wait, what's the last one you said? The Strongest Sage. The Crest. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. I Six series that. of eight and up, none of them being Isekai. But it still made up 14% of all winter 2022 TV anime new. Mm-hmm. Big number. And then... The previous season, spring 2022, that's when we also saw Kong Ming, Bookworm Season 3, Otome Game, Skeleton Knight, Shield Hero Season 3. Uh, actually, well, it won't be last season. It would be two seasons ago, technically, right? Well, I mean, as of recording. As I mean, of re- whenever it's been released. <laughs> uh, and yeah, then, go on, go and on. And then The Greatest Demon Lord, right? Eight the retry, se- right? Greatest Demon Lord retry or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Eight series of eight and up, two of them being... Isekais, well, one being reverse Isekai, Kong Ming and Bookworm Season 3. So, 52 series. Um, Isekais made 12% of that. Now, into the current season as of recording, which is summer 2022, seven series that are Isekais, two of which are reverse, and one of those being a sequel. Well, there were two sequels as well Overlord Season 4, Dope. Uncle Isekai, Dope. Pharmacy Isekai, Pretty Dope. Part timer season two, yeah. yeah. Black Summoner, yeah. yeah. That, your silence says it all. Yeah. Uh, Hiram Labyrinth and My Isekai Life. Yeah. As yeah. of recording, which is uh, September fourth, no, September third, uh, two thousand twenty-two. Oh, we're dating ourselves now. I'm just, I'm just just so that people have context because they right, look okay. back and be like, "What the fuck? What the fuck are we talking about?" Yeah. Right, right, okay. So six series at the time of recording are eight and up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's 50 series for summer 2022. And Uncle Isekai actually dropped out yeah. of the Before, eight category. Like, like last week, it was an eight. 
Now yeah. it's uh, some like point nine, nine eight. eight. Yeah, yeah. Overlord, the only one right now. Fourteen percent of all summer twenty twenty two TV anime new are isekais. So we're seeing very consistent levels of consistent percentages of isekai representation so, through the seasons. So before, like, let's say the last three four seasons, the number was like the mid teens, right? Then before that, it was like. 20 something right but that was also the season when there were only 37 series true okay that was okay. A re- we saw that was a really yeah, weird yeah. season I- i'm just trying to have that context in my mind so then when you actually when we actually like go into it which i'm assuming we will uh i would have this frame of reference in mind so go okay yeah so on average right one out of six to one out of seven series that comes out per season is an isekai Lots of isekais coming out every season. I haven't seen what's coming up for fall or for winter. I would assume there's going to be a fair amount of those as well. Uh, one of them I'm heavily, heavily looking forward to, uh, The Eminence in Shadow. Oh, you you, you did, like, you know. I'm going to shill for that series until it You keep on trying and... to bring up these, like, oh, there's that little Easter egg, the little quip over there. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm sure it's going to be good. Um, so... They make up a pretty good amount of se- of, of, of seasons, right? Yeah. 12, 14, 18, 22%, usually like almost 1 in 5, 1 in sure, 7, something like that. Sure. And the ratings are okay. I'm sure you're going to tell me right, right. now. So, yeah. So basically, 4, 5. What are the averages, Will? Well, I don't really have the averages. Oh, I thought you would. Okay. But out of those, uh, over the last two years, at least all the way back until. January 2021, when winter 2021 started, nine of those isekais were rated an eight and up. But there are a load of sevens, a load of sixes, and it makes sense, right? Yeah, I mean, that 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 checks out to me. That's not what I'm actually most interested in, though. Because oh, fuck. It, is, is this a thing where, like, you talk about the fact that we moved uh, venues for 10 minutes and then all of a sudden dropped the bomb that... Hey, actually, we're talking about the discussion of being mid, right? This is it? Because it's in, in the end, it's like this, the score distributions aren't that different from what all the other series are. Or any given season, yeah. It's always going to be heavy on the sevens, mostly heavy on the sixes, and then there'll be a like sprinkling of eights here and there. What I'm most interested in, though, is the level of popularity for all these isekais. Uh, okay. Because the fact that... Because we're, we're trying to see, like, is isekai... Like, really the genre that people go to now because it doesn't really matter about the score we've talked about this before in our whether seven eights should be grouped together as a mid that was a very long discussion but it was a very important discussion i really enjoyed and that. i like that yeah but when it comes to popularity i think that is a good signifier of how well received an anime is based on how many people are actually watching it how many people are actively following it and how many people actually want to comment and report on it so i collated all of the popularities, I didn't actually average it out, but looking at everything, and I'm not including this current season because it could change, right? Right. But everything from winter 2021 through to spring 2022. So it would be a total of 10 seasons? Uh, no, it was only nine, uh, six, uh, six seasons. Six, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I added an extra year. My bad, my bad. Okay. Yeah, all the all the seasons of 2021, so that's four. Mm-hmm. And then the and then uh, two seasons of 2022, winter and mm-hmm. spring. Yep, yep, yep. Only two series have a popularity of like, in terms of like membership, 
less than a hundred thousand. Oh, 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 okay, okay. So, so members, not so popular, ev- but so members. So it's the opposite in the sense that everything else had a lot of members, is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Only two had less than a hundred. So it would shit. Let me think. Is it even possible for me to even figure that out? Uh, you probably would. I pupil. Mean, you, uh, pupil actually has. Oh wow! Yes, correct. People had ninety-one thousand. Okay, hold on. The second one would be slow life pharmacy. No, that one had a hundred and eleven. Fuck. Okay, okay, hold on. Oh shit, hold on. Let me. Uh, there's. I got one more shot. One more opportunity. Let me think. You know what? But you probably won't be able to think about it right now. Think food. No, it's not restaurant to another world though. Seventy-two thousand. Oh shit! For season two, but everything else had at least a hundred thousand members. Some mm-hmm. of which had six hundred, seven hundred, nine hundred thousand. Fair. Leadale had a hundred and nineteen. Yeah. Strongest Sage had a seven hundred and seventy-four. This current season, only mm-hmm. two series have less than a hundred members, which is Pharmacy Isekai mm-hmm. and Black Summoner. Mm-hmm. My Isekai Life actually has a hundred and twelve, which is. Fair dues, right? Very, yeah. Good numbers, yeah. Yeah. So, the numbers definitely stack up to the point where like, it's quite clear that despite the varying level of scores in terms of like how people, how much people like the anime for Isekais, there's no denying that whether you like it or not, there's a lot of people who are watching Isekais right now. Including and, us, yeah. Yeah. And so, it's, you'll be, it would be fair to say that at least now, in the last two to three years, especially since the boom of ReZero and the fact that ReZero had only just released... Or SAO. Yeah. SAO and all that. Like, do you feel that the isekai genre is still here to stay? Because it has been a very long journey, but it's still going very, very strong. Like We've seen genres by decade by decade, and it changes every 10 years or so. But it's only been like a very short while that like the isekai genre had blown up like five years ago, and we're still seeing... Loads and loads, and no matter how generic they are, there's still a lot of isekais that are coming out. Uh, I can answer your question from my perspective emphatically, right? So this is, all, again, my opinion, right? Uh, yes, it's here to stay, and I would argue it will always be here in a relatively noticeable capacity. Now, whether or not that number would be consistent with the numbers that you put out, No. But I would think like just like idol shows are always here, whether or not people give a shit or not, every once in a while something does. But you cannot deny that there are idol shows. You cannot deny that some people are diehard idol fans of these shows, idol shows, and that some of them every once in a while peek its little head out and make some sort of attention. Would you go out to say then that isekais are would be – a staple? The the, the decade-defining genre. Because we had Shonen in the mid-2000s. Yeah, in the, in the I mean, I think that's Mecca's very... Mecca's in the 80s. Yeah, I, I, think, I think so, for sure. Uh, and I think, actually, the reason for that is several things. From an IRL real-life perspective, the fact that you can transport yourself as, like, an escape by watching anime and then have that transport into another like those characters transport into another world that kind of fantastical wish fulfillment opness power fantasy is a very easy concept to get behind for a lot of people including us and especially during 
try hard times, like like tough times, like COVID. It's the inception of escapism, right? Escaping reality through escaping in an anime, right? Right. So, because you're living the possibility that you would be transported and have this opiness and not have this fucking harem and whatnot, right? And I, I think it's like it's it's also wow, wow. Someone really does not like it, guys. Um, so it, it's actually, like, in my opinion, kind of crazy to really define the past decade or at least like the last five six years. Of anime to be like completely dominated by isekais because you also had series like attack on titan though oh the, oh the, the isekai cops are getting it boy oof, i i should not speak ill of the isekais so but, oh. but yeah attack on titan you mm-hmm. had demon slayer you mm-hmm. had one punch man mm-hmm. you now have jujutsu kaisen and mm-hmm. you soon to have chainsaw man too but mm-hmm. despite and, and also spike's family and kaguya as well loads of like really really like highly acclaimed anime series yep but mm-hmm. despite how big their rises are the mainstay which has always been consistent has been the plethora of isekai anime to choose from so i will answer your other qu- I'll, I'll expand on that what you're about what what i want to say which was also from a writing perspective isekais in my opinion is pretty easy because when you transport into another world you create that other world and it could be whatever you want whether or not you your writing ends up being good or bad or successful or not because the world's your oyster, you literally can create it because you're transported to another world. Right? At least, like from a writing perspective, world building becomes a lot easier. For right, you. and it becomes then be, uh, is predicated on your skills as a writer or, you know, your creative like prowess. Right, then comes your uh, kind of analysis of well, there's AOT, Jujutsu Kaisen, whatever. But also, what about all these isekais? I would say, hey, those shows make a lot of impact for sure. But you see, Will, you and I are currently watching, uh, okay, okay, let's say last season, right? We would watch Spike's Family, AOT. Kaguya-sama. Kaguya-sama. But at the same time, we would watch Isekais as a side thing, not as our primary thing. And when plenty of people also adopt the same practice, it becomes... A popular thing. I mean, like for example, if we're just talking about summer, right? Overlord, Isekai, uh, Uncle Isekai, Pharmacy Isekai, Part Timer, Black Summoner, Harem Labyrinth, My Isekai Life. I'm watching all of them. Yeah. Right or are now. you telling me that like most of the people would not at least have watched one of them in their regular rotation? Absolutely, they did. So therefore, by definition, it's like everyone has their show of choice. Plus their isekai of choice, almost, is what I would say. Yeah. But at the same time, what I'm also kind of worried about, too, is, you know, with this rise in isekai and the fact that it's such a mainstay right now, like, are we in fear that potentially that we're going to start getting more and more watered down isekai? Like, for example, like, after the boom of the big three shonen series, right, then you have started having a lot of imitations and has-beens and knockoffs, like... There's there have been so many series between 2005 and 2015 that we're trying to model after like the Bleach, the One Piece, the 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 the, the Naruto's, and some have tried, some have failed, some are still kind of relevant nowadays. But you would still say that if it's of that era, like it's still very much One Piece, Bleach, and Naruto. So here is my take on that, which is, I would say traditionally speaking, and this is a broad stroke is that the isekai genre was born out of the Naru platform, which was also word-based. So 
a lot of isekai nowadays, their main source is light novels or visual novels as well. I would consider them kind of in the same vein, right? So the the issue that I seem to, not the issue, the kind of phenomenon that I seem to know is that the manga industry in terms of how they treat isekais I actually, or even like the light novel series, uh, industry as well. Well, well right? I don't read light from. novels, though. But that's where it derived from. Sure, but the I've read a lot of mangas that I never talk about on the show, and obviously, by definition, a good portion of them are isekais. I can tell you that some of the mangas that have come out that are based off of these light novels are really good, like phenomenally good, and. It is not even on any... If you were an anime-only person, it won't even be on your radar. That is the thing that I'm trying to sort of tell you. So let me give you an example right now. I really like... And this is like crazy because these two sh- these two mangas follow within the exact same subgenre within Isekai, which is villainous. So first of all, there is a manga series called The Most heretical last boss queen from villainous to savior and then the second manga that i'm going to mention is and hold on for a sec is shit i don't have it in front of me right now but as i scroll through this is um these isekai's mangas and this is just me on top of my head they're really really good oh yeah uh, i'm in love with the villainous is the second one Uh, okay so and and you know that like people are paying attention to at least I'm in love with the villainous because they have won the next manga award 2022. I mean we talked about while we're eating lunch. The manga industry with their isekais I usually look at as like a precursor to some of those mangas becoming animes. It's very healthy and very strong. Yeah, I mean like even though like you know the the scores are very very wide right we have like mid to high eights for some of the isekais to low sixes for a lot of these series as well but like the the crazy thing is right for example if we look at if we look at each season up until recording that we have done the gamey pala podcast winter 2021 20, the lowest ranked uh isekai was locker eyes in season three that still had two hundred and twelve thousand members Right. Spring 2021, the lowest was How Not to Summon a Demon Lord Season 2. 6.72. 337,000 members. The uh, worst one for summer 2021 was uh, Drugstore Isekai. 111, but there was a 6.48. Then Faraway Paladin, 6.85, but with 231,000. Uh, the Strongest Sage, the the Crest one, 6.22, 174,000. So when you say that, well, I think that the isekai genre will wane, and I said that it will, but it will always be a staple, my arguments of A, the fact that the power to craft the world is really high for the writer because they can literally do whatever the fuck they want, um, the fact that um, the viewer is using it as an escape within escape, right? As we said with Inception. Uh, And the fact that that kind of premise is very easy to get behind. I I don't think I mentioned that already, but the premise of Isekai is a very easy thing to kind of conceptualize because, oh, do you like like volleyball? No, not really. Well, Haikyuu is really good, but 
as an obs- as an outsider or as someone who doesn't watch sports anime. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because Haikyuu was made to make volleyball popular. Right. Or like Slam Dunk back in the day as well, right? But to me, it is harder to convince someone to watch Haikyuu over someone to watch... Jobless Reincarnation. Or Villainous Isekai or... Slime. Slime. Because then I'll be like... I think like it's just e- it's an easier pill to swallow, and in some cases, it is meant to be easier to swallow, so to speak, right? Right. But I think at the same time, though, like we we still want to at least sort of maybe address or acknowledge that there is the possibility of the quality of isekais being watered down because when you start pumping more and more stuff come out, like eventually the quality will start to dip a bit. I think you're not wrong all the way. Because if you look but, at some of the high-scoring ones, a mm-hmm. lot of them are sequels. Yeah. Right? And then a lot of the newer ones, right? Like Far Away Paladin, like um, Strongest Sage, um, My Isekai Life, very, very low rating. Despite the fact that they're also pretty pretty popular. Because you're also... Membership. The thing is that, Will, you're also assuming that the Isekai genre doesn't evolve within itself. It stays the same. And it, it isn't, though. Because I would argue that... When within like the whole plethora of isekais that you mentioned, right? I would say, for example, Spider Isekai is not only rated pretty high, but also its premise is rather unique because rather than being an overpowered person or thing, you start out as a literal spider, right? Whether or not that changes, that's a, that's for you to watch when you or read when you get there or when you want to consume it, but. I thought that was rather unique. I think the villainous genre is also rather unique because that was something that all of a sudden came out of nowhere. Then now it even has its own tag on my anime list, right? And it's synonymous with isekais. But back then it was just like, or video games, I guess, with SAO, with Log Horizon, with Dot Hack, right? That was, or even Star Ocean, the video game was like, that was the thing of the isekai. So I think even within isekais, there are evolutions and developments that will in many ways make it always relevant. Whether or not it is huge, I don't think so. I think there would be a time when it wanes. And I think, it, yeah, because if we go back into the shonen era as well, right? Like there were a lot of shonen series, some of them very unique. And all, and that's all what everyone talks about, right? right? But then after a while, the power of the shonen series did start waning. I mean, yeah. it's only recently now that we're starting to see, you know, Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen, soon to be Chainsaw Man. Uh, uh, and then, of course, uh, Mashal. You have Mashal coming soon, soon as well. Uh, Monster Number Eight as well. Yeah. So we 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 then start seeing that like a lot of the the mid to crap kind of iterations of shonen and now with isekais, there's a good chance that some of them are going to start not getting adapted. Yeah, it, it, with it, more self, fo- yeah. it self regulates. Sorry, sorry, I didn't want to cut you off, but like it self regulates. Like yeah, you're right, right? Like that was the golden age of back then with the shonen, right? And then now it's still there, and there are still really good shit, but. We don't see all the other shit because it wasn't even considered or made in the first place. Right. Like, there's a lot of, for example, like, you just got to talk about, like, novels and manga, right? There's still a lot of isekai manga and anime that have not been adapted. That are years and years old that are ranked really high on my anime list, but 
probably will never get an adaptation ever. And despite how popular the isekai genre is right now, like we, some of them may never see the day, like the, the light of day, right? Yeah. So if we then maybe look past like the next five years, right? So you know, Re Zero came out in sixteen, and then the last, second season came out winter twenty twenty one. So about a year and a half, two years ago. If we then fast forward to another like four or five years, we give Isekai another four years to stew, to brew, and to 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 really grow, to braise. What? Yeah, to braise. Right. So, what do you then see as potentially the next genre? That's tough because I never even considered Isekai being a genre until it was. You know. So maybe there is something that you and I are just sitting here talking that it is impossible for us to predict, or if we do predict it, we should shut the fuck up and actually do it, because then we'll earn a shit ton of money. Because it's like, we, we talk about Slice of Life, and it's been around for decades, but it's never like something that would be like, oh, this was like the, defin- the decade-defining genre, right? We would say that like there are some really good Slice of Life, some of them which are like probably like topping the charts, but... Much in the same way that we talked about the past decade having Attack on Titan and also having Jutsu Kaisen and Demon Slayer, that you wouldn't say that like Shonen and Seinen action is like the pinnacle of this particular decade. No, it would I would have to say that it's Isekai. So it in the same way with sports as well, right? With Chronicle Basket, with Ice Shield, um, IQ, Slam Dunk. It's not that easy to then try and pinpoint a specific decade or year where, like, no, sports anime was the defining genre of this year, of this decade, of however, whatever time period you want to allot it to. So if we then look beyond isekais then, is is there a genre you feel that could, that, that could? Or do you feel that because of how open the canvas is in particular to shonen action shonen adventure i mean as that's well the as easy answer right? right to say like we never know what will entail in the world of anime and manga what the next you know like genre that would make a huge impact but i'm trying my best to think of an answer or, or do you think it's because i mean like this is this is still very much relevant where like with with shonen action and adventure right it was open canvas enough for you to look into new power systems new kinds of character tropes new environments you know you could use shonen in like like old feudal japan times futuristic cyberpunk times contemporary times and then with isekai's same thing except that with isekais the world is a lot bigger because they're not constrained by specific tropes even though there are a lot of generic isekais out there it's i feel like the possibilities are a lot more endless when it comes to the isekai genre therefore maybe there is a little bit more staying power within the genre i am going to mention three genres but they're all interconnected and once i explain it i think you'll understand why i chose these three on the surface, though, these three should doesn't seem very readily apparent. But I think it is also partly because it is not readily apparent. Therefore, it has the potential to explode. Okay, the first thing is Jose, with romance geared towards women. The reason why that I think that genre is popular is because, for the time being, at least from where I'm standing, a lot of the noise and a lot of the fans of anime are mainly geared towards males. And you can just look at the harem genre. You can just look at all the main characters. They are all male fantasies. Now, 
when you look at JoJo Part 6, it is a female. And I can tell you already that, I mean, we just talked about it before we started recording that I had a coworker who is losing her goddamn mind because there is finally a female JoJo. So I think that just like how video games are tailored mainly towards guys, or at least that's the perception, but there's actually a, a growing and important section and emerging fan base of female gamers, I think the same thing is going to be prevalent for anime as well. It will take time, though. I mean, you, you But you're asking like, me the next yeah, decade, I, right? I, so I have, saying, like, six I'm, years. But I feel it's also one where, like, it will go through a lot of obstacles, too. And it's not like this is not my opinion. This is, like, merely an observation from what we've seen from streaming, what we've seen from movies, what we've seen from TV series, where, like, there are a lot more TV series and streamers that are centered around female characters, female and I personas. think I think reverse harms are also but, becoming more and more relevant as well. But it also does draw the ire of certain groups of people. And of course it's, it, it does. It, and it's because of the fact that it breaks away from the norm. So, but it is a good shout. It I, is a good shout. And like, my hope is that there is a little bit more of like a a norm to have right. more female representation in anime. Well, I think like the amount of resistance is going to degrade over time, such that it gets to a point where. Like societal norms eventually change, right? Right, and yeah. And so therefore, like... And it has changed yeah. already, and it will continue to change, I, I think, in so. that direction. But I mean, like, American history at the moment as well doesn't really speak that well of that because, you know, with the reversal of Roe versus Wade and all that, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah that's touchy, but yeah. I... You know, yeah. like, so, like, I feel like, whilst that is a great shout, I feel that, like, the obstacles are very apparent, but if it does make it, then, like, I would hope to see more female representation fair representation now my second genre is lgbtq plus representation uh the the whole kind of concept of gender fluidity i think the whole concept of for example yuri shows are actually more geared towards guys than females even though there are females that are female readers and watchers that are into yuri the same thing can be said about boy love stuff, right? With girl love, like boy love are usually catered to a female crowd. I think that kind of representation is only going to get more impactful over time just because the whole conversation of gender identity, fluidity, and this social issue, even you can even call it an issue technically, because I don't think it should be an issue. It should just be the way things are, but you know, to each their own, right? is just going to be a subgenre that a lot of people don't really talk about or care about, then all of a sudden have the potential to everyone all of a sudden has that BL or GL show. I went from not really watching a lot of BLGL stuff to watch, to reading and watching a lot of GL stuff. Plus, I watched my Yuri on Ice. What was it Sasaki and Mi- 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 Miano? Miano, Miano, yes. Yeah, right? Miano. That one everyone was losing their minds of for the BL and also for Yuri on Ice, right? Sasaki was highly rated as well. Extremely highly rated. In fact, I think the manga is like top like 50 and then within BL is like number one or two, right? Like it is, in my opinion, very apparent that I can at least see the potential of growth and the emerging, like, I don't know, like slope of growth. Right. Yeah, it's interesting that you know your take on like the genres that will come to not dominate but to show more prevalence is also like hopefully coming in line with potential societal changes as well or at least perception changes. So yeah, I, I could see 
you know, having more female representation, more gender representation in there as well. And now the last genre that I would say is actually very, it, it, it is to the benefit of anime in particular, and that's music. I think, first of all, idol shows have always been a staple of every single season, whether or not they are good, good or whether or not they incur a lot of the discussion and fervor, that's a separate issue. But, for example, I really love Review Starlight. I will not stop talking about it, and especially the movie that just came out on High Dive. It is a phenomenal show. But that was birthed out of the Idol series. I love Sinful Gear, and I'm not the only one as well. Or there are people that who would like what they call the traditional idol shows not but to mention there's also the, the boom of like youtubers you, yeah, as well i right? mean you even gave q a chance and you thought it wasn't a bad show at all it just wasn't like gripping enough exactly yeah. but in an in like you were at least willing to expose yourself to this idol shows of all idol shows right you we talk about love live being relevant in terms of the score right and then how like and I think that or was it Luminous Witch was the other one that we, we talked Which about. Which was also actually kind of okay. It's just right. a bit weird. And the concept is kind of crazy and wild. But you also got to give them props for like thinking outside of the box in such a way that the box is not even – the box is like in the bin, recycled. I just didn't think that I would see the words Idol Group and Hitler mentioned in the same episode. You and know? it's like female Air Force cheerleaders. And no, they are not like cadets. They are the plane themselves, bro. Like, like no joke. Like, you Google Luminous Witch. They are the planes. Like, their legs are jet... What do you call it? Jet boosters, right? Like, the engines, right? Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. right? Okay, They're so... Supersonic legs, yeah. So then, this also goes into why manga, light novels, all that stuff, will always have, at least in this... What I'm about to say, a disadvantage to anime, which is the lack of audio. And... A good example that even we talked about, again, this is all like coincidental, but Sounds of Life, right? We talked about how like that is a really good show. And to me, or like, what was it, the other one? Those Snow White Notes, the Shamisen, remember we watched the first episode? And we thought it was pretty good, right? But if you were to show that in a manga, it just hits different because there is no audio. You can you can read about how this guy's like, wow, this this music is like poetry in motion and it's like making me cry. But then when you hear it, that's when you realize like, this shit's a good song, right? So I think that because music is a very important part of world culture and also because anime has that advantage of having audio, again, we're, we're not including visual novel because technically visual novel has a potential for an audio component, right? Yeah. But music has a way to bridge people even more so than a language because you don't have to understand the language, but just look at K-pop. Yeah. Right? So that is and my... if you th- want to go back into uh, BP9 and listen to our episode on sound symbolism. Yeah, exactly. Right? So that's why I think that these three genres have the potential... To blow the fuck up. And the first one is Jose. The second one is uh, BL and GL. Or, you know, like that whole like gender fluidity and spectrum. And then the third one is music. 
So I just went, wow, I can't believe that answer was actually pretty good. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I just, I've actually got a very boring answer. Yeah, what you got, bro? I think we're going to see a new big three. Okay. I mean, okay, look. So we we know that, you know, whilst one well, piece... Well, shit, what a fucking shit-ass answer, Will, after what I said. Yeah, but I mean, the the, the, the evidence is clear, though, right? Like, I mean, for example, like, yes, One Piece is ending at some no, point. No, I'm, I'm, I'm trolling. at the same time, right, we're also, you know, we are still, like, maybe five, six years away from actually seeing the end of One Piece. I mean, One Piece Red, the movie, only just dropped, like, a, like very recently. And it's doing gangbusters. Right? So, like, One Piece I, is still very much popular. Mm-hmm. Naruto is still very much alive through Boruto and no matter how I don't know how but but it's it's still still alive it's still insanely popular I have friends who love Naruto and because of how much they love Naruto they're willing to put up with Boruto I tell you about a friend of mine whose brother is yes. a diehard yes. Naruto fan and still watches Boruto and I'm like why it's the same no, it's the same with my friend like my friend who it's um, like I hate it but I just got it bro and I'm just like because it's Naruto but Boruto no like for example like, I told you like oh, my friend like, the guy who used to work at uh, Focusrite right like he is very much a hardcore Naruto fan and because of the fact that it is still very much within the same continuum they also really enjoy reading uh, watching Nar- uh, Boruto even if he admits it's not as good and then we also have Bleach coming up uh, for um, for for fall 2022 um, it might already be out by the time this recording releases but we're also seeing for example Jujutsu Kaisen still very much in its infancy right like Season two is not that far away. We we, we also watched Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, like maybe like two mm-hmm. months ago. Yeah, fucking great movie. Yeah, and now we also have adaptations for Chainsaw Man, very much coming up on the way, if not already released. Yeah. Then you also have Mashal. You also have Monster Number Eight. Uh, you mentioned Danda Dan before as well, potentially being another anime, uh, another manga that could get an adaptation as well. I'm willing to bet money on it too. But yeah. yes, yes. So I- we're starting to see that like there is a revival of the shonen action series um, within the manga sphere, and then now hopefully getting into the anime adaptation sphere as well. I mean, how many times have you and I touted about or or, or like blasted the horns about Spike's family? about like um kaiju number eight and now it's it's a reality with spikes family having the second part in fall 2022 so yes like uh for sure but will i feel like that's a little bit of a cop-out so i'm gonna ask it you- is a cop-out but it's also like very much true because of the fact that of how popular shonen has and always will be much like how isekai now has made its own stamp in this genre it will probably also still be a mainstay of sorts what i would like to see on the other hand oh though, shit here what we i go. would like to see is more sports anime i think yeah. that the thing is like we we see them in bits and bobs here and there right we, you might have like a haiku here you might have a uh your mushy pedal over there and then you also have like i mean prince of tennis is also redoing like a new seasons Captain Tsubasa comes back every now and then do you know why i think that sports has it tough times ahead because it was one of the least listened episodes that we have on the good anime palette podcast no you should try to re- <laughs> by the way listeners rectify that by listening to that episode but because the amount of sports is finite minus like fictional sports which mm, true but at the same time it's like we can see like different iterations of these kinds of sports i mean for example let's look at like soccer, for example, right? You got Aowashi, mm-hmm. right now, which I tout as being one of the greatest like soccer like, series. I really, really like Aowashi. Then you have Blue Lock, where like Blue Lock is like 
again, it's less of a soccer anime and more of like a shonen like death game anime, uh, manga soon to be anime. But I could see that like just like how there is again like there's a finite amount of like imagination when it comes to the like genres of shonen when it comes to the genres of isekais it's not that hard to then see maybe there could be that kind of freedom to explore the boundaries of sports anime i mean like we can see the stark differences between slam dunk and with kuroko no basket right and like we can see that there are like maybe traditional american football like anime series and then you also have stuff like aishul 21 which takes things like to like the next level we we may start seeing more obscure anime series i mean i've talked before i would really like to see you know a, a wood studio or to do trigger or uh, or kyoto animation doing a synchronized swimming anime right we start seeing more ballroom more ballet i think like as much as there is a finite amount of sports not all sports has been fully explored Yes, that right? is very true. I actually thought that your answer would be martial arts. That would fall under sports. Right, but, but, I, it, but I, I, thought, same... I thought you would just say martial arts. It's hard, though, because I feel that, like, even then, it's, like, it's just that one specific genre. It's just it's that one specific, like, yes, you might have one that's focused on karate. You have one that's focused on Bushido. Judo. You have one that's focused on... Chun. Yeah, you have one that's focused on kendo right sure yeah and then of course you also have the mma you have archery as well yeah right but i feel that like again wait is archery really martial arts well i mean uh, i mean like like kendo's martial arts well it's martial. yeah kendo is martial arts i actually am not sure about the definition uh, of martial arts again like are we are we like trying to separate oh hand-to-hand combat right okay okay okay. all right okay okay sorry i take that back yes yes okay but i understand again it's kind of hard right it's the perception right it is what Generally, when you think martial arts, you think of kung fu, karate, judo, taekwondo. You don't think of. And whilst the, you know, they do also take part in, in like sports contests and sports associations, would you then consider martial arts to be sports in terms of like defining it as an anime genre? Right. I mean, like, I think it would be its own subcategory for sure. Right. Whether or not it falls under still, sports, exactly. There's still that umbrella term. Yeah, right? I know. So, yeah, so I think like yeah, that would that would then like fall under it too. I would I would then say right like if you do like exhibitionist karate or taekwondo then that would also fall under sports but you don't necessarily have to use taekwondo and karate in a combative uh, purpose right where it is like more of a martial arts sort of environment so that's that's where i think like it's it it should be more explored we should be seeing more sports anime i mean like look as i mentioned haikyuu was created to make volleyball popular and guess what it did it made it really fucking popular Right, not just you know Haikyuu itself, but the sport. So no, you're you're right, you're I, right for I, sure. And that's one thing I, I would hope to see, right? Because like, for me, it's like I always felt that like if it came to soccer anime, it was just Captain Tsubasa, and that was it, right? I didn't have as much interest in Blue Lock, but then Aowashi came out, and I was blown away by how good it is. So that's my hope. That's my hope that like if we are to see like a new iteration of a specific genre, you know, much how you want to see. LGBTQ representation, Josie representation, and more music-based kind of I I mean, it just so happens that I not only, that would be my prediction, but I also care about all of of those three genres. But, I mean, I don't really care that much about Isekai, but I also am willing to bet money that it will be a staple. I don't think that is a very 
Like, well, I mean, it's the same way for me for saying like Shonen will be here yeah, to stay too. Exactly, right? Because right? the evidence is already here. So, if you were to say what type of Shonen you envision the next big three would be in terms of like, obviously, it's hard to predict something like that, but let's kind of break that decision of your prediction down into like, well, what would be popular? Because you you posed the question to me of, well, what will be the next big genre, right? So, okay, I accept your answer of the next big three is going to show up. But could you give me some indication as to like what type of content these big three would either have for all of them, some of them, one of them, you know, that kind of thing? Like, I, would, I would wager that, you know, Jujutsu Kaisen will be part of that. I would wager. Oh, so you think like one or two or like specific series, not necessarily like what makes them like, I think like we will be seeing like, because, because let's say for example, like Bleach, Naruto and One Piece, all three are very fundamentally different from each other, right? One is based in feudal Japan with, with ninjas and and, and samurai. One is essentially a, a, a ghost death society. One is about pirates, right? But then you have, Chainsaw Man, which is a well, I mean, I guess Chainsaw Man and Jujutsu Kaisen, you can see some sort of similarities, but I think like the over execution is very different. How long did Naruto run for? How many chapters? Did it it ran, ran. Well, I mean, like in terms of anime episodes, or like, like like volumes, for example. I don't know, but Shippuden had five hundred episodes. Okay, what about uh, Bleach? Bleach ran for quite a while. I think it ran for about a decade, um, but then like after a while, it got, it got canceled. Uh, it was uh, yeah. But, you, you see, the thing is that. The reason why I'm hesitant to say that there would be something as concrete as a Naruto or a Bleach or a One Piece is because the changing landscape of anime makes it so that you cannot produce the same show for 52 or 100 episodes every two years or so. I just think that the current landscape of anime studios is super hard. I mean, just think about it with Youthful Table, who is in at, at this point basically only doing Demon Slayer for the most part, right? And think about like David Productions basically only doing JoJo, among other things, also. But JoJo is like, I would say, currently their like main thing, right? It's just really difficult to be able to produce several hundred episodes. Well, that hasn't stopped. Demon Slayer is still coming up with the third season, despite the fact that the manga's over. Right, but right, and but then, but, it, but with these Naruto the, the, and Bleach, it was continuous. That's the issue. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like that doesn't necessarily mean that like I'm saying I want series to be producing week to week for like five six years. What I mean is that these are going to be like the pinnacle. These are going to be the ones that you okay. would hold up that, on a pedestal. That's fair. That's you know? fair. And I'm not that, trying. That, to, that I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that like Chainsaw Man is going to be like going on for like. 10 years yeah i you know you know but because because of course like the first part 97 chapters whoever who knows how many chapters the second part's going to be who knows how long jujutsu kaisen is going to run for and then of course like with kaji number eight with uh mashal potentially if you see dan get one we don't know how long those are going to run for i get that i get that audience attention is a lot shorter now yeah, and, and I, the competition is a lot higher yes with you know one piece bleach and naruto they were also competing yeah. with uh, dragon ball Full Metal Alchemist. They were also competing with uh, Hunter Hunter. And I guess this is a bit my fault, too. Whenever I think of the big three, I think of, like, series that have spanned a shit ton of time, right? And it, but that's and that, because they, they set the example. They're the reason why the big three even was a the coined concept term. Even, yeah, exactly, right? right? So 
of course, like what I say, like big the new big three. I'm not even gonna say that it would amount to anything that One Piece and Naruto and Bleach did. But it would be the of the equivalent, right? Yeah. Given uh, at the least constraints within, within this context. Right, yeah. right, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So okay. Okay. All right. So you think right now it would be a Jujutsu Kaisen, Chainsaw right? Man, Chainsaw Man, and I would probably put it on Mashal. I think Mashal. Have you read Mashal? Yeah, I've read two chapters. <laughs> it's good, but I think it's also because it's an it's it's an easy enough like concept for people to consume. You know, like brain versus brawn. Like it's it's one of the most like basic like shonen tropes there is. It's it's magical versus physical. I mean, that's what made like Naruto popular. That's what made One Piece popular. It's also what made, for example, like Black Clover somehow still popular. Right, so I think like if you have like a recipe that works and you execute it perfectly, there will be enough traction to at least get you high enough to reach that pinnacle. Whether they will or not, I mean, again, these are all just predictions, right? Okay, I, I am going to, if possible, because we're we're going crazy long. Even though I love this discussion, I'm going to, I'm going to amend your. your argument a bit, which is, I don't think it's shonen that would be massively popular. I think it's seinen. The reason is because of the simple fact that weebs grow older, weebs still, a, a good portion of them would still watch anime, so they are more exposed to things like Attack on Titan more so than Naruto. And even though we hold, both of us hold things like Naruto and Bleach in high regard, we are kind of like in a way done with that mm. we, we respect it but we're kind of done with that think about like how chainsaw man and jujitsu kaisen compares to bleach naruto or one piece yeah sure both have some a lot of violence but i would say chainsaw man and jujitsu kaisen is on such a different level in terms of just sheer fucked upness yeah but it also comes into play with like thinking about our context, right? Like we're not accounting for new fans that come into the weebdom. Not we're not taking into account new weebs that come in, especially younger generations too, Gen Zs, Generation Alpha, and all that. Sure, sure, sure. So I think like no matter what, like yes, we will continue getting older, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there won't be any more younger fans. It's not like the whole fandom itself is aging. No, I also think so, that. Yeah. No, I mean in a way it is aging, but I think also it is another tendency of tastes being extreme i think like for example like if you were to look at chainsaw man and then look at like a show that was like 20 years ago there like or for example like elfin league i think nowadays the amount of extreme pushing the envelope gore violence is way more intense than it was before yeah and i think with nudity as well or like at least not okay. Even if we exclude all that, all those "quote unquote" explicit content, just the fact that the dialogue with swear words we even talked about has changed over time, right? I, I don't know, but I feel like that you're you're still discounting the fact that there are going to be younger people who will also get into anime and manga as well, right? So, I mean, how many times have I heard like a nine year old exactly. say so, "fuck"? So, so like, uh, do that's we, what I mean. Do we even know the demographics? split on like how many people of a younger generation are, Hell no. are exactly so that that's we're, what i'm banking on though okay, where, like, okay it's, i see it's the fact that like there's still like it's not like 
that we we started watching anime and then that's it and everybody else younger than us don't watch anime at no, all. I was like, that's, get out that's of the club, that, right? That's not it, no, no, right? No, no, like, of course, no, yes, I, of course. I'm, I'm firmly a believer that like there's still young children, young adults that are also watching anime and that therefore for them, it's like they will then see... And it, it, it's like, for example, why Disney keeps on making new iterations of their classics, why we have live-action Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast and Lion King. It's just you want to keep on making popular stuff just for the next generation. And so therefore, you're going to be pumping, pumping and recycling stuff so that every 10, 20 years, you still have the same recipe, but for the next decade, the next generation, and it will just keep going and going and going. And that's why it's not hard to see that Shonen is still around and it will make a big push because they need to do things to be able to attract younger audiences. I'm not discounting that there's going to be more Seinen stuff, but I also feel like there hasn't been like lack of representation of Seinen. I will th- I would hope that there'd be more Seinen stuff, more stuff that is like set for like mature audiences, but I wouldn't say that like it would because one thing for sure when it comes to like Seinen stuff is like broadcasting licensing and getting ratings to be able to be approved for public tv as well well there's still just don't there's, there's don't st- do it on public tv do it on streaming services but, but that's the thing though it's like in the end it's still very much like you still like that like, re- like streaming services like represent a small percentage of the global population in any way right not to mention as well like wait, wait a lot of people around the world can only access anime through streaming services right but how many of those regions can access all anime Right in the end, but that's an issue of licensing, which is a really like hard subject to tackle for anybody. So really. therefore, it's actually easier to get through public because licensing rates aren't as hard. Whereas you're getting direct onto streaming services, it comes down to region locking okay, as well. Okay, if it has okay. mature, if you have mature stuff, you're not going to be showing it in Indonesia. I mean, I mean, it's a harder gonna, sell, right? right? Yeah. Okay. No, no. I, that, I, I, that, I, I that's see where it, I see it is. It. Right. Like, there, there are some places, some countries where it's like they will not show violence. They will not show drug use. They will not do certain things. That's fair, actually. That, that's where it's like, I, I want to see it, but I don't know if it will proliferate to the point where it becomes super, super mainstream. Okay. I actually concede on that a bit. Yeah, okay, okay. No, right. no, no. You, you, you make a very fair point there. Yeah. So, but yeah. I would like to see more mature audience stuff. Tackling like more like taboo subjects. I mean, we've talked about, you know, like mental disabilities and mental conditions we talk about like drug use we talk about some real, i mean we haven't done real dark societal shit right we want to be able to at least have more people explore those kinds of forums those kinds of topics but at the same time i understand there will be limitations as to how public those things will be accessible that that's that's where the issue is um we really went a long time on this, but um, yeah, no, like the, the future of anime at the moment is is very interesting because whilst I would like to see more genres come in and try and sort of take away that crown from Isekais and Shonen, I think it's just it's just hard because of the fact that like it's 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 David and Goliath, and I know that like you know David wins in this story, but like that's not always going to be the case, right? Not everybody's going to be having that kind of luck or that kind of golden egg to be able to present that opportunity to succeed. So, well, my argument would be that the amount of genres that at least that I can think of, because if if in other words, if it's new, there's no way for you and I to predict it unless if yeah. we know exactly what that is, right? But given the information that I have in front of me, I would rather subscribe to uh, 
that the genres will evolve. Certain genres will evolve, just like as I said to you that like with Isekai, oh yeah, it was the same old shit with the same old premise. And that worked for a bit. But then all of a sudden you have these random, well-done, well-crafted isekais that still have all of the characteristics of what you would consider an isekai, but their premise is a little bit different or their execution is a little bit different such that then therefore the whole genre as a whole will shift and make it maybe more relevant again or will make it always be a staple rotation within every season of anime. That's it. So yeah, I think that's uh, I think that pretty much wraps up our thoughts on what we feel the future of anime. Holy holds. fuck, we played a really long time. Holy shit, that's like an actual episode, bro. Yeah, but no, but this is because this is like a I, this is a topic that I feel like we will revisit in like two years time, like after like I mean almost exactly yeah. because remember our second episode was about the big three and then now we're literally having this discussion but with new information right because right? we were talked about how like jump is kind of like in the pits nothing was really coming then jump out. plus happened and then now chainsaw man part two happened then spike's family happened right yeah mashal happened even sakamoto days which we have not mentioned up till now i, I like th- it i like it a lot and i think it will get an anime at some point is that canceled is it no no, no. Oh, it's it, 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 going pretty strong actually i quite like the directions going good okay it's still a fat guy being a badass like leon the professional nice oh, I, speaking of which leon professional fucking amazing movie um yeah i think it's time to do the show notes then right you got the right ones this time <laughs> don't make it two times in a row man you can always reach us through our gmail uh fuck you can always reach us through our Gmail, which is our email account, gapallet at gmail.com. That's G-A-P-A-L-E-T-T-E at gmail.com or lowercase all one word. Will, at some point, I'm going to have to make you do the show notes so then you know how I feel. And let's see if you mess up or don't. And then I will shut the fuck up. But what I won't shut up on is you can also find us on Twitter using the handle at palletgood. That's capital P and capital G or blah. All one word or through our JP Discord. Our invite link is in the show description. We also have a website, www.goodanimepalette.com. You all lowercase, all one word. And our intro music is Relaxation Station by Magnus Ringblum. And our outro music is Golden Rules by Luax. You can support the music artists we feature by listening to them on Spotify, Apple Music, or various music listening platforms. And our royalty free music was provided by Epidemic Sounds, and if you're interested, we will have a referral link in the show description to get 10% off of your first 12 months and the first 30 days of your subscription for free, but terms and conditions apply. Oof. We really went through the ringer in terms of trying to predict the future of anime. Always with these prediction kinds so, of so conversations. So how, how, how are we going to name the topic? Because we kind of... I mean, the, the, oh, the title. Oh, don't worry. I got something in mind. Okay. Don't, don't you worry. Right. Okay. You're going to fucking do that shit. Yeah, I, I, I do shit all the time. Y- yeah. Y- you do do shit all the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, thanks very much for listening to um, us rambling about what the fuck we want to see in five years' time for anime and manga. Um, hopefully, you know, when we revisit this in five years' time, we'll have our... Well, yeah. Let's see if our predictions are correct. Uh, Yeah. Yeah.